Welcome to Brainstorm Decoding Depression, where we will dig into discussions about mood disorders. We are here to change the way we think and talk about depression in an accessible, approachable way with a leading expert in the field. No topic is off limits. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, this is Brainstorm. Everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Brainstorm Decoding Depression. I am your host, Catherine Forbes, and here with me today are Dr. Maduka Trevetti, the Director of the Center for Depression Research and Clinical Care at UT Southwestern, and today's guest, Dr. Deborah Atkinson, the Divisional Medical Director at Connections Wellness Group in Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome, Dr. Atkinson. We're so happy to speak with you. Would you start us off by telling us a little bit about you and your background? Thank you, Catherine. I am very happy to be here today with Dr. Trevetti and you to discuss this very important topic. I am a board-certified child and adolescent psychiatrist who has practiced more than 30 years after completing medical school at Texas Tech University School of Medicine and psychiatric training at the Carl Menninger School of Psychiatry in general and child and adolescent psychiatry. I have worked in all areas of care clinically with children and adolescents, and I'm also a physician development coach at the TCU School of Medicine. Improving mental health in children, adolescents, and young adults is an area to which I have devoted my life and I believe is very important for our future. Thank you. Well, we're so excited to hear about your work. And today we will be discussing the state of youth mental health in Fort Worth, as well as the work being done to address this. So first question, why should we care about this topic? I am so glad that you're asking this question and asking it this way. You know, in today's world, I think it's important to start with what's in it for me. Uh, And I think when we think about it that way, it's a way to bring the message home. (laughs) There's a very good reason that you should care about this because our youth are our future. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for Texans who are youth. Ages 15 to 34, it's our second leading cause of death. One in five children experience a mental disorder every year between ages zero and 11, and 50% of all mental illness begins by age 14. We also know that 70% of youth in the juvenile justice system suffer from mental health disorders. All of these are statistics from the National Institutes of Mental Health. So if we stop and think about that, it's really important that we invest in the mental health of people when they are young, because it pays really big dividends for them and for our society as a whole. Um, We will all live in a better world if mental health concerns are addressed, and that should concern every one of us. Exactly, because so many of us are affected. And thinking of Fort Worth specifically, as a child and adolescent psychiatrist, what are the main issues that you see Fort Worth youth struggle with? Well, there's always several issues that we think about, but if I were going to kind of boil it down to what I see as three things that are really critical, at least in our area, access to care, Mm -hmm. stigma, and the external forces that all of our media plays upon our children today and our youth. Um, I see these as three areas that we really need to address. We have made a lot of gains in mental health. And But I I hate to say that Texas ranks last of all states with an access to mental health care, according to Mental Health America. And I know as Texans, we can do a lot better than that. That is one thing that is a very strong motivator for Connections Wellness Group 
is that we want to provide access to care. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is stigma. Stigma is something that all of us need to combat. I remember whenever I first became interested in psychiatry in the 1980s as a profession, the stigma at that time was very strong. And I have watched improvement in this over the decades, but we are still not where we need to be. People tend to view mental health concerns as weaknesses instead of actual illnesses that we can impact with appropriately developed treatments, treatments that have been developed through research, such as what Dr. Trevetti is doing, treatments that we've been able to practice to determine what are the best practices to help individuals. And the, the ironic thing about it is if people get mental health treatment, they actually get so much better. This is a disease that we can actually impact and move the needle forward on compared to some of the other disease states that physicians treat. So I think that people who are concerned about stigma will often not take their children to see mental health practitioners or themselves go. And then I mentioned the external resources that our children and adolescents are exposed to every day. There are wonderful, wonderful information out there on the internet. Unfortunately, the internet has also provided an area where information that can be very harmful and detrimental can also come across and impact our teens and youth. And it's really hard for parents and schools to closely monitor that. I'm aware of that. So these are all areas that I think are strongly impacting our youth in the Fort Worth area and in a wider area today. Thank you for touching on those topics. Those are extremely important for youth everywhere and especially in Fort Worth, as you've seen. And how have these trends changed at all in the past few years? So this is something that's very positive that I can talk about. And I know Dr. Trevetti will also have a lot to say about this. Although access to care still needs improvement, we have made gains with the initiatives through the Texas Child Mental Health Care Consortium, which was created by the 86th Texas legislature to use the expertise of our health-related institutions of higher education, such as our medical schools, to address mental health care in relation to children and adolescents. The CPAN, which is the Child Psychiatry Access Network, was developed for primary care practitioners to be able to talk with child psychiatrists to develop a treatment plan for children that we're seeing. This is very beneficial for those family medicine physicians and pediatricians who are working with children who just need to consult with a child psychiatrist to be able to move that child's treatment forward. TCHAT, which is the Texas Child Access um, through telemedicine, was developed as well for in-school telemedicine for at-risk children and adolescents. Community psychiatry workforce expansion to increase psychiatric training positions and child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship programs have increased because of these training positions being funded thanks to the Texas legislature and thanks to the, all the advocacy work that those of us in psychiatry have pushed forward for for many years. John Peter Smith Hospital right here in Fort Worth We'll begin the Child Psychiatry Fellowship Program next summer. We at Connections will be involved in helping train those child psychiatry fellows. And more groups are speaking out and working on education to help decrease stigma and increase awareness for mental health needs for children and adolescents. And Dr. Trevetti is involved in the Texas Child Mental Health Care Consortium with his work at the Texas Youth Depression and Suicide Research Network, which we will hear more about from him later today. This is a consortium across 12 medical schools in Texas 
which is engaged in research to give us more information about depression right here in Texas and ways that we can have better practices to help other practitioners move healthcare forward. Wow, those are so many projects. And it sounds like they're addressing the point of access to care, which is what you mentioned is something that Fort Worth families and youth are struggling with. And I know that you mentioned that Dr. Trevetti has some additional projects. Dr. Trevetti, do you want to chime in and address some of these projects that are increasing access to care with Fort Worth families? Absolutely. Thank you uh, for uh, joining us, uh, Dr. Atkinson. Uh, I think that the challenge we have in mental health is that we have created a system where only when there is a crisis, we attend to it. And therefore, we do not have the necessary steps in place where we start working with schools where students are most often. As we all know, depression, anxiety, and a number of mental health issues actually start their journey early in teenage years. And we do not do what enough to routinely screen, identify people in schools, in pediatric practices, in family practice settings. And therefore, the only time we really attend to it is when there's a crisis. So what we are doing is really partnering with a number of organizations in Fort Worth. We have expanded our center in Fort Worth at the Moncrief Cancer Institute right now. So we are working with Mental Health Connections, with all of you, with uh, Cook Children's, with JPS, etc., in order to try to actually begin to make this a comprehensive approach. So one of our projects, for example, is in schools, where we go in and do five-session prevention program. The second one is developing primary care pediatric practice networks where they routinely screen for depression, anxiety, substance use, et cetera. And once they screen positive, we provide decision support for providers and clinicians in order to actually try to start thinking of mental health just like we do physical health. When somebody has asthma or diabetes or dermatitis, they don't actually wait for a crisis. They start doing a routine assessment routine care where they are, and then only then they go to a specialist. And I think that's sort of one of the major things we are doing. Simultaneously, what we have launched is major research projects in Tarrant County in order for us to actually intervene when a teenager, for example, or a young person is suicidal with many research studies. And we also have a very large longitudinal study where we are actually identifying people with depression, bipolar disorder, as well as those who are at risk to see if we can actually long-term follow up them up and identify what are the markers so that we can identify problems early and not wait until there's a crisis. And as you mentioned, Fort Worth is an important part in a lot of these projects, especially the Connections Wellness Group, which Dr. Atkinson is an important part of. Dr. Atkinson, could you explain to us how you got started with the Connections Wellness Group and what you all do. So I became involved with Connections Wellness Group in January of this year. And um, and listening to Dr. Trevetti talk about all these initiatives, that's so always so heartwarming to me to know that this level of work is being done in this area. Last fall, I had really felt a lot of conviction that I probably needed to be doing more. I was working at at TCU School of Medicine part-time after working as a psychiatrist more than 30 years. I thought, okay, I may just sort of work part-time for a while now. 
But I began to really realize what a literal mental health pandemic we are in for children and adolescents and um, thought about that. And when people reached out to me and said, are you interested in talking with us? I, I talked to four different agencies. Connections Wellness Group really, really caught my interest because of the vision that they have, connecting people back to what matters most and about trying to really help people with their mental health at all levels. Um, to tell you a little bit about Connections Wellness Group, it's a fascinating place. It, Connections Wellness Group was developed in 2018 through the vision of Austin Gregg, who is a social worker, licensed chemical dependency counselor, adjunct professor at TCU and MBA, who has worked in mental health since he was in college. So this has been his whole life. He kept thinking there had to be a better way to integrate teams and to integrate levels of care seamlessly so that people have continuous care as they improve. He developed Connections as a multidisciplinary organization consisting of therapists, psychiatrists, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants. We work together in a team-based approach to provide rapid entry into our care system. Our highest level of care is partial hospitalization or day treatment, and we have intensive outpatient treatment as well, as well as outpatient treatment for therapy and medication management. We are usually able to get a person into our system within 24 hours from the time that they call. We offer treatment for patients ages five and up, and we also have specialty programs for eating disorders at two different locations, and we will be expanding that. That is our mindful program, which we now use to treat adolescents as well as adults, and also for substance abuse. We work to really try to move mental health forward in Texas across the entire DFW Metroplex in currently 11 different centers with a 12th center to be open next year. We provide in-person treatment as well as virtual treatment. We have found that there are often gaps in treatment when people go to a higher level of care, such as day treatment or inpatient treatment, and then people don't know what they need to do to follow up. And so Connections has stepped in to provide that seamless care, starting from day treatment all the way to outpatient or anywhere along that continuum, depending on what the individual's needs are at the time. So I know that your part-time stint was short-lived, but I'm glad that you jumped back in because as you mentioned, there's so much work to be done. And all of those things that you had mentioned were in Fort Worth specifically in DFW. And I want to zoom out a little bit to, or a lot to talk about the rest of the country and how Texas compares to the rest of the United States? So I think that two or three things. One is I am so glad what Dr. Erdkisson des described as their comprehensive approach. The tragedy is we can't depend on one organization or two. We all have to do it and we don't have enough of that. So first and foremost, one of the things that our goal with the center is, is to try to figure out a way to virtually connect all the resources, identify what the goals are, what the gaps are, and then try to figure out how to fill those gaps. Otherwise, we are actually chasing our tail. So one of the most attractive things about what Dr. Atkinson just described is it's not just medications, it's just not therapy, it's not inpatient, it's not outpatient, it is all of it. This is how we deal with medical care everywhere else except mental health. So that is one thing, but we have to expand. And we need to create a virtual network that includes everybody and not just UT Southwestern or not just uh, 
mental health connections or just uh, wellness programs because we really are feeling there's so many gaps. So that's the first thing. Second thing you are to answer your question. Unfortunately, we Texas lead in the country in many ways. Unfortunately, in one of the ways where we lead, which is not good, and that is the amount of the expenditure on mental health for kids. We are actually dead last in the United States in the, in the effort we put in and the expenditure we put in for mental health for kids. So that has to change. And I think, thankfully, the state legislature through what is called the Texas Mental Health, Children's Mental Health Care Consortium is funding many places, many things, including us, to develop large networks across all 12 medical schools in Texas to improve access for care and then also to do studies in order to understand what are the kinds of things we should do right away and not wait, similar to what we do with other medical illnesses. And thank you for mentioning the TCMHCC, another acronym. Um, tell us how that relates to what we've covered in a previous episode, the Lone Star Prize and the CDRC's involvement in that. So we at the CDRC, the Center for Depression Research and Clinical Care, have done some, some very innovative and large-scale studies trying to show how best to improve quality of care with the treatments we already have. And one of the issues is that we have to develop this continuum that I've been talking about right from schools, primary care, pediatric practice, to psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, use measurements in order to guide us with the right treatment and the right place for people to go to, and really provide decision support to providers when they see their patient. And that's what the Lone Star Prize is designed to do, is to bring in all the health systems in not only North Texas, but eventually across the state to become partners in this. So we have partnerships with Baylor, we have partnerships with Methodist, we are in communication with Cook Children, with Children's Medical Center in Dallas, Parkland, as well as John Peter Smith, so that, that all of this becomes uniform. This is how we improved care for diabetes. This is how we care, improved care for breast cancer. This is how we improved care for high blood pressure. And that is the model we are using through this Lone Star Prize, partnering with Meadows Mental Health Policy Institute. So that when a patient, remember, one of the tragedies of our illness is when a mother finds out that her 16-year-old is suffering from problems, she has no way to know where to go, how to figure out what is the best place, or how to figure out whether she's get, the 16-year-old is getting better. So this model will actually allow us to do that throughout the North Texas area. That's a really ambitious project, and I'm so glad that that work is being done. Dr. Ackeson, can you... Tell us about the impact that you see from large-scale projects such as this on a local level. Oh, I think that this type of work is helping right now on a local level. You know, I heard Dr. what Dr. Trevetti was referencing, and I also think with all the work the Meadows Mental Health Institute has done, such as with the Cloud Break Initiative, where they've developed and promoted advanced screening programs such as the Vital Sign 6 to help diagnose and treat patients with depression. I think that's critical. Uh, this initiative encourages primary care-based collaboration to provide care for untreated depression. The Meadows Institute does many different things. I recently talked with them about some of the work they've been doing, for instance, on how trauma impacts children, such as, sadly, 
with incidences like school shootings. Mm -hmm. Some of the medical students I'm working with at TCU are working on a research project to try to bring forward education measures into classrooms with teachers and also to help parents especially understand um, how traumatic events like this impact children and how the different things they have to think about every day really impacts their mental health. And the Meadows Mental Health Institute was extremely instrumental in providing information for us. Um, I see a stronger interest in medical students about research in psychiatry. And thanks to Dr. Trivedi for that. One of the medical students who I work with has worked closely with him on a research project. And I think that's been extremely beneficial for her interest. And she is applying for psychiatric residency now. Um, and I think that this helps these students want to develop um, a, a career in psychiatry. These types of initiatives help the patients. They help the primary care practitioners who are in the trenches with the patients. I think many primary care practitioners will tell me that they believe a third of the patients they see a day are strongly impacted by mental health concerns and they appreciate the assistance and help. And I think by having this type of initiative, it's encouraging to medical students as well, which will also increase our workforce in mental health and psychiatry. I, I thank you so very much for bringing all these issues up because one of the things that I, the reason we troubled Dr. Atkinson to come on to our podcast and why, the, why do it? I think one of the things is we are trying to provide information about what's available, but the reason, ultimate reason is, I think we have to ask society to demand more. Unless they get involved, unless everybody gets involved and demands that we should get people screened, why is it that a 16-year-old has her hearing checked and her vision checked, but never asked about her mental health? Because we as a society have not paid attention to it. We are saying all this, we're spending this time on the podcast to talk about what is available, partially to entice public to get engaged. 30 years back, Susan Coleman got involved with breast cancer is why we actually now know so much more and we understand it better and we get better treatment. Unless people demand it, we are actually not bending the curve. Our teenagers today are actually experiencing more depression, more suicidal ideation. The rates of suicide in the United States for teenagers has been going up for the last 12 years consistently, while the rest of the Western world, the rates are not going up. We This is a crisis and we want to change it. And Dr. Edkison and I can do what we can, but unless people demand it, unless they ask their pediatrician, why is my child not getting screened? Unless they ask the schools, what are you doing for mental health? Unless they ask the community, why is not there a seamless network of providers that can actually be called into play, unless that is demanded, I think it's going to be a slow process. So this is a plea to all of you who are listening to ask your friends, your family, your school, your church, your any organization you are involved with to get engaged. This is really a crisis and we have to try to solve it. There are many people involved and impacted and the domino effect is huge. And Given that thought, where do each of you see the future of mental health heading? I am very optimistic. I have to tell you the attention that people are beginning to pay is much better. 
Am I satisfied where we are? Absolutely not. We need more. But I think we have now two things to think about. One is we actually have very good treatments that work. It's that we don't provide that treatment at the right time, at the right place, and often it is too late. And so we have treatments that work. And then I think some fascinating research from our center is coming out and others, we're looking at brain function, we're looking at body function, we're looking at genomics, epigenetics, brain circuits, et cetera. They're beginning to actually tell us exactly what's wrong with somebody so that you can improve it. So I think in the next five to 10 years, the change is likely to be profound in this field. Dr. Atkinson, do you have any thoughts of where we're headed? I, I do, and I really echo everything Dr. Trevetti said. I think for us in mental health, there's a lot of hope for the very thing that he mentioned. These are very treatable illnesses. And I know with children and adolescents, the sooner they are identified and addressed, so much better the outcome. Um, and, and what I would say um, as, as my plea to the community listening to this is the following, make the importance of mental health a topic of conversation to bring it out of the shadows, bring it out into the light. Let's talk about this, just like that we talk about many other things. The more we talk about an issue and discuss it, the more education concerns, the less stigma concerns. Educate yourself about the warning signs of depression and anxiety. Engage in improving your own resilience and mental health with good health practices, such as mindfulness, exercise, connection to others. If we as adults become healthier, we can role model that for our children and teens. Take opportunities to engage in increasing your own knowledge base, having these discussions, and our community offers so many ways to be involved. The Jordan Elizabeth Harris Foundation, that's one right here in Fort Worth that really focuses on suicide prevention. Um, the work that Dr. Trevetti is doing is offers many opportunities uh, through UT Southwestern. The Meadows Mental Health Institute offers opportunities. There are opportunities all around us. There are different walks that occur. TCU has a walk that occurs related to suicide prevention. I know the young lady whose mother committed suicide who started that many years ago when she was a student there. So I think the more we talk about this, the more light we shine on it, the more we get involved, and that will help us move this forward. Thank you so much for everything that you've said and to be here with us today to talk about this topic. Before we go, can you let our listeners know where they can find you to find out more about your work and the Connections Wellness Group? Yes, ma'am. We have a website, Connections Wellness Group. Uh, dot com. If you go to that website, you will find us. And we have all sorts of contact information there and ways that you can contact us via calling us. We have our phones are answered every day of the week at our call center and people can contact us in that way. Thank you so much. I've really appreciated hearing about all of your work and I'm excited to see um, where everything is going the next time we speak. Thank you very much, Dr. Atkinson. I think that this uh, work that you're doing in not only Fort Worth, but also all across the Metroplex and really your focus on making it comprehensive that not only includes dealing with people when they are sick, but also really focusing on wellness is a profound effect. And I wish we a lot of places would do that 
And we would love to continue this work. Uh, and thank you for doing this. If you are interested in participating in any of the projects or studies that we've mentioned in this episode, email us at cdrc at utsouthwestern.edu. That's it for this episode of Brainstorm Decoding Depression with your hosts from the Center for Depression Research and Clinical Care. Be sure to follow us on social media at utsw underscore cdrc so you don't miss our episode announcements. If you have suggestions for topics or questions you'd like answered, send us an email at decodingdepressionpodcast at utsouthwestern.edu. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>